Hello and welcome to Dream Possible, where you're going to hear compelling stories of people who have pursued their dreams, some of them against all odds and likely reason, and made them possible. What can we learn from their journeys? Well, that's why we're here to find out. I'm Maria Retan, and I had a dream once to become a news executive in a major market check that box. Then I had a dream to establish my own communications consultancy and that's when Top Sales Strategies was born. Then I had a dream of creating a way to help journalists make a career change and that became Jump Team Coaching. Dreams can change as you change. So what's your dream? Think about that as I speak today with my guest, Lillian Rafson. She's the founder and CEO of Pack Up and Go. She launched her business back in January of 2016 at only 23 years old. She's originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that's where she's joining us today. And she's a graduate of uh, New York University with a major in consumer culture. And of course, like me, she has a passion for travel and supporting small businesses. I am super thrilled to have her on today. I have to admit that I'm a huge fan after listening to Lillian on another travel podcast. So Lillian, welcome to Dream Possible. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you on. You know, travel is not my so secret passion. Um, I plan at least, you know, three trips probably every year. So COVID was really, really difficult on me as it is with probably so many listeners today. Um, And I stumbled across you on a new podcast that I had found. And when I heard your story, I thought, oh my gosh, you are perfect to come on Dream Possible and talk about your journey. So before we get into all of that, let's talk about just what is Pack Up and Go. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, Pack Up and Go is a travel company. Uh, We plan vacations around the United States, but the catch is that our travelers don't know where they're going until the day they depart. So we plan surprise vacations. It's a really fun, exciting, easy, stress-free way to experience a place that you might not have thought to visit on your own. Just love the concept. I mean, what's better, right? You get to go someplace amazing and it's a surprise. How often do we actually get surprised anymore, I wonder? Exactly. We hear from so many of our travelers, you know, the only time we've, we've both ever been surprised if it's a couple was when we found out the the sex of our child. So it's definitely um, a fun, a fun experience for, for adults to have. So you're also a self-professed travel passionate. So talk about like your early years. Did your family do a ton of traveling when you were young? Yes, I am very, very fortunate uh, to have parents who have always prioritized travel. Um, I'm very lucky (laughs) that fact does not escape me. Um, But both of my parents are also small business owners. So I also grew up, um, you know, with a home office and my parents were working all the time. So entrepreneurship and travel were always things that I was exposed to, although neither of them really crossed my mind for my personal future. You know, I, I studied abroad for a full year when I was in college. I lived in Paris for a year. I was a French double major. Um, and I traveled all the time, you know, while I was abroad before and after I went abroad. And, um, but it just never crossed my mind that I could pursue a career in the hospitality or tourism industry. I didn't know anybody who had pursued those paths and nobody in my family had. So it truly never occurred to me as something beyond um, just a leisure experience. 
Now, isn't it funny? Like, I think we all tend to go kind of down that traditional path of what we know, right? What we know to be true because of what's modeled for us. And then suddenly there's a moment where we go, wait a minute, I could do that? That's kind of crazy, right? I can... I could really do that. And I, I know you had one of those moments uh, and ironically you were on a trip when you had it. So talk a little bit about that aha moment for the business. Definitely. So yes, I was living in New York at the time after I had graduated college, was working at a startup and just felt sort of uninspired. And any time that I found myself in a rut, my instinct was always to travel. And I've always felt like when I am traveling, specifically when I travel alone, that's when I feel really refreshed and energized and rejuvenated. So I, I took this opportunity to take a couple of months to travel by myself. And I was backpacking up the Eastern coast of Europe uh, through Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. And I was in Riga, Latvia, a place that I knew literally nothing about. I, had, I hadn't even heard of it a few weeks earlier. Um, and I was totally blown away by it. It was, it's the most charming city, beautiful architecture, amazing people. I just fell in love with it. And I couldn't believe that other people who were staying in my hostel had heard of this place. So I, I started asking around, you know, why did you come to Riga? What was, what brought you here? And there were two women uh, from the Netherlands who said that they were there on a surprise vacation. And it turns out that this concept already existed in Europe. And it, it sounds so cliche to say it was a light bulb moment, but I kid you not, I had given up my lease in New York the day before. And this was the first time in my life when I really felt like I was in free fall. You know, I was in this part of the world that I, where I didn't know anybody. Nobody really knew where I was. I had no idea where I was going to live when I got home, what I was going to do. I was just sort of floating and and I traditionally am not that type of person to not plan ahead. Um, so when I heard about this idea, it really felt like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And from there, the idea just sort of snowballed. You know, I realized I have been to Latvia and I have not been to the vast majority of the United States. I have never <laughs> been to Colorado or South Carolina or, you know, all of these places around the country. And I realized, you know, when I studied abroad, I was so quick to take weekend trips. I was traveling all the time. I was always planning these little excursions. And for some reason, when I came back to New York, I never took Amtrak up to Boston for a weekend. I never went to Baltimore or DC. And I realized that my mindset just shifted. And I, I was guilty of not thinking of the US as a destination worthy of leisure travel. And why, why is that? You know, we, you and I are both in cities that I'll be honest, a lot of people aren't thinking of for leisure vacations. Uh, Pittsburgh has a pretty subpar reputation. Um, <laughs> and I, Minneapolis is known for being like the tundra. So nobody wants to come here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I started thinking there are so many hidden gems in the States and, and don't the small businesses in cities like Pittsburgh and Minneapolis deserve the chance to to surprise and delight people or, you know, to get some of those tourism dollars that are really going to uh, New York and Florida and Las Vegas and, and places that people think to travel all the time uh, and are, are overlooking all of these hidden gems. So yes, yeah, so I emailed my parents and I said, I think I'm going to move back to Pittsburgh and start a surprise travel agency. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> 
<laughs> what did they say? Did they say, oh my gosh, you're crazy? You know, they actually did not. My dad responded <laughs> right away and started uh, suggesting name ideas. Yeah. And, and my mom was very supportive, but she said, you know, travel agencies are sort of a dying breed. She was a little bit more skeptical about the travel agency part of it, but not me taking the leap. I think the fact that because they had both started small businesses, um, they said, you know what, she's 23, she can try it. Why not? <laughs> let's let's at least give her the the runway to to see what works. And they were super supportive. You're so lucky, I think, right? Um, to, I think for any entrepreneur starting a new business, it's always risky, but it's so important to have people around you who support you, right? So you definitely had that, and that's amazing. A few things that I want to point out in that story that you told is I feel like the whole thing was serendipitous. Yes. I felt like you were absolutely meant to be there in a place you'd never heard of before, having that experience and meeting those girls and the fact that you kind of had made the leap with no net, but you know, that that's why there's the old saying that if you leap, the net will appear. And it absolutely did in that case. And I, I know so many entrepreneurs who talk about that, where they had an unexpected conversation or an unexpected meeting, and that's where the idea generated, or that they made that critical connection that got them to the next step. Mm-hmm. And so many of them, you know, just risk, risked everything to make that pivot. So um, those are two things I just wanted to pull out because I thought those were just two really key learning moments, right? I love the phrase, if you leap, the net will appear. I've never heard that before. And I think it's so, it's such a good phrase for so many reasons. But I, yes, I think that so much of this was serendipitous and being in the right place at the right time and asking the right questions. And, And I do think Another reason that my parents were so quick to say, yeah, give it a try is because I, I like to go through life with the mindset of, you know, the stakes are low. I, I I do joke with with my team. I say, we are not in charge of curing cancer. We plan surprise vacations. Um, And so when I was starting the company, you know, I got a job working at a bar. I, it wasn't, I had no savings because I just blown it all traveling. Um, but I, I realized, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I can get a job at a bar. I was a nanny all through college. I can get babysitting jobs. I can find ways to support myself and, and give this a try. And the worst case scenario is if in six months or a year, it doesn't work, then I go back to applying for jobs. And at least I have this cool experience. And I apologize yeah. for my dog barking in the background. <laughs> That's all right. We have dogs everywhere around here. I have a dog somewhere in my house too. You'll likely hear her. So we don't care about barking dogs or crying babies or any of that on this show. So yeah. no problem. <laughs> um, you know, the thing that also just um, I think is a key learning moment too is you really didn't have any hospitality industry experience. I mean, that was not your background. You just really, uh, the idea just really caught fire for you, right? I mean, so what, what did you do? Like, what were the first steps of trying to figure how this was all going to work out? Yeah, I had no experience in the travel industry whatsoever. Although I had planned a lot of my own vacations. So I had experience planning travel and and doing research, but truly had never done it for anyone else. Um, So there were a couple of factors that came together that were really, really fortunate. Um, I was on this big trip and I still had about six weeks left 
of the trip before I was supposed to fly home uh, at the end of the summer. So I realized I am being surrounded by my target audience right now. I'm staying in hostels. I am meeting all of these people and I'm in this really social environment. Why don't I ask people their input? So I, I had, I always travel with a notebook and I just started asking people, you know, if you were to do this, what would you want? What would you expect to be included? What types of questions would you want to be asked? Um, I was emailing with some of my mentors and advisors and, and past bosses uh, throughout this time as well. So I really was uh, generating a lot of ideas. Uh, it was a very active vacation from that point on. Um, and then, you know, there were certain things that I had, behaviors that I had started when I was studying abroad that definitely played into uh, some of the things that we offer. Uh, so I studied abroad in Paris and I realized, you know, I'm walking around the city exploring, finding all these great places. I started using Google Maps to drop pins and add descriptions and use different icons for every place that I found. And that way, you know, from then on, anybody who went to Paris who I knew was asking me for recommendations. And I didn't just have a list. I had a Google map that I could share that they could have on their phone. So while they're walking around, they could, uh, they could explore the places that I was recommending. And so I realized there were some features that I was already doing to help lay the groundwork for how I wanted to structure this company. And so today for Pack Up and Go, we do provide a curated Google map of recommendations uh, for our travelers when they're in destination. So I started thinking about when I travel, what are the apps that I use? I use Google Maps. I use the airline or the bus or the train company's app. Um, and I, I had had several internships at venture back startups where you know there was a big investment and they had built a lot of tech. And I thought, you know what? I don't think I need that from the start. I think I want, I, I was able to pull in experiences from other industries and say, I want to start this in a, I want to bootstrap. I knew I wanted to bootstrap the business and there are tools out here that I can use to get this off the ground. Wow. You know, um, I just love this kind of clean slate approach that you had, right? Like you, you looked inward and said, what tools do I have to mm -hmm. use, right? And then you looked outward and said, who can I talk to, you know, and you gathered all that real time data, focus mm -hmm. groups, right? The whole time you were still in Europe, that focus group data had to be just um, so powerful in, in kind of constructing your business. So you said yourself, you hadn't been everywhere in the United States. And yet this was going to be uh, a surprise travel company that sent people to all kinds of locations. How did you get smart about the US? I called in a lot of favor. <laughs> I, I tell people when they're starting companies now, this is your chance to reach out to everybody you've ever met. I, there were people I knew from college who I hadn't spoken to in two years who I knew were from Nashville or Louisville. And I said, all right, I need your help. What are, what are your recommendations? Who can you put me in touch with? And I think when you go into a business with a really humble mindset and, and you ask for help and you get people excited about your idea, people are excited about helping you grow and get things off the ground. Um, so that was really helpful. I learned to find, you know, local bloggers and, and pick through their recommendations and see what people are posting about on social media. Um, and then a pretty amazing thing happened. Once we started having trips departing, travelers would come back from their trip and say, Hey, I loved my trip to Chicago. 
I'm from Portland, Oregon. Do you send travelers here? I would love to send you recommendations. Oh, what a delightful thing. It was amazing. And, and I think people, I, I was very transparent in the early days of the company that it was a one woman show uh, and that we were just getting started. And I think that transparency and being that humble about it created a lot of buy-in from our early travelers, which was amazing. Oh my gosh, people are just so kind, aren't they? It's just, I, I'm always blown away how people are willing to give up their time and their talents to help somebody else when they also align with that passion or you personally, right? They believed in you and they had had a great experience. Clearly you knew what you were doing. So, and, and again, you've been in business now since what, 2016. So you just, you're, yeah, congratulations on that. So has it been growing every year? And then how has COVID kind of impacted that trajectory? It's been crazy. (laughs) Um, So as I mentioned, when I started, I had no experience. I had no money. I was working at a bar. I really, my initial projections for the company, um, it's funny looking back at my original business plan where I thought that we would plan 50 trips in the first year. I figured, you know, if I am planning a trip for my family and one of my parents' friends signs up for a trip, and then they tell two people, and one of my friends signs. I thought it was going to grow sort of organically like that. And 50 trips sounded great. You know, that's 50 more than I had ever planned. Um, And about a month after launching, um, something crazy happened. So I had participated in a local pitch competition in Pittsburgh, my first time ever pitching. Um, and I won first place. Woo, that's so exciting. It was, oh, it was, wow. It was such um, an ego boost, first of all, but it also gave me the confidence that, you know, complete strangers thought this was a good idea. It wasn't just my parents and, and my friends, you know, sort of encouraging me. People thought this was reasonable. Um, so from that, I secured a an interview with the local NPR station. And, you know, in that interview, I remember them asking all of these questions about different scenarios that I didn't really know the answers to because I hadn't really planned that many trips. I planned a couple of practice trips at this point, but I really was was guessing here. Um, and I shared that interview on my Facebook page. And a friend of a friend was a reporter for Business Insider. Love it. It again, serendipity, uh, really, really coming into play here. So about five weeks after we, you know, went live, I say in air quotes. Um, that a story in Business Insider went live and it went viral. And I remember just sitting at my desk at a co-working space, watching the the views of this article climbing over to 300,000 and oh. it was coming in and I was, I was panicked. I was sitting there crying because I realized, oh my God, I have to do this. Yes. Not only do you have to do it, you have to do it really well and a lot more than 50. (laughs) Exactly. So in the first year, to go back to your original question, uh, in the first year of business, we did about 550 trips. That's awesome. So a few more than I I projected. Um, (laughs) And the next year we did 1,700 trips. Oh, wow. And then we did 3,000 trips. Um, And so it grew really, really quickly. Uh, and the team grew organically with it. And we were always sort of on this hamster wheel, just trying to keep up with demand and building partnerships and, you know, figuring out creative solutions and improving our technology. Uh, and then the pandemic hit. So it's, um, 
it was scary. I had always, in hindsight, I shouldn't have been making this joke, but I had always made the joke, you know, if World War III starts, surprise travel is the first thing to go. You know, we are, we are as non-essential as it gets. Um, we, we exist purely to bring joy into people's lives. So we are not an essential service. Um, and that, you know, that, that proved true. People did not want to go on a surprise vacation um, or, you know, weren't able to travel at all for, for a while. So it was really challenging, but luckily for years, we had been building up a log of things that we wanted to do and projects that we had, but we never had time to, to tackle before. So we, after, you know, we went through the process of canceling all of our trips, we sat down as a team and said, okay, what are we going to work on? And we just went down the list. And by the summer of 2020, we did have trips departing again. We luckily have always offered road trips. So mm, our road nice. trips really, really carried us. Um, we launched staycations if you wanted to be a tourist in your hometown. And then we also launched outdoors trips where you Lovely. could do a road trip to, uh, to a cabin or you know go glamping. So that combination uh, got us over the finish line. We got every... Um, loan possible. Um, it was it was a hard year though. There were a lot of times when I I really had to untangle myself from the business and my my personal worth, which is sometimes tied up in in the company, and say, you know what? If this if this company needs to seize operations right now, it's not a reflection of Lily and Rafson personally. This is. Right this is circumstantial. We did everything we could. Um, and that was, that was really hard. Well, and now things have opened up. People are getting back on planes. They're willing to take trips. So my hope is Lillian, that this has rebounded. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. I, that's the part that I forgot to mention. So, <laughs> uh, so the last year and the early winter was really challenging for us, but this spring, it, it definitely felt like the floodgates opened, um, you know, both as the weather warmed up. And so people could reasonably enjoy the outdoors in more parts of the company or of the country and um, and with the widespread vaccines and cities reopening um, in March and April we really had an explosive growth That's so uh, we have we have surpassed our 2019 sales our team has grown significantly we have launched new products we have we have happily rebounded uh, which feels really great well in that downtime where you you use the time to <laughs> create new products, build the business, do those things, um, you know, take those great ideas and make them real, only is going to benefit you now, right? I'm sure it's already been benefiting you now. And it got you through the lean time. Um, I want to go back and say power of PR. Um, I do public relations and that explosive growth that you had where you thought you were going to do 50 and you did 550 that first year because you ended up you know, doing the interview and the interview got picked up and then that kind of went viral. Mm -hmm. I say to clients all the time, you just never know where an interview is going to go and what it's going to do for your business. But I am a huge believer in the the power of public relations. So thank you, you never... for reinforcing that because that's oh, what that's I preach. <laughs> <laughs> we also, you know, in the early days too, it was so funny. We, we got several mystery shoppers. So we would have people come back from their, their trip. I remember the first time it was, it was a girl's trip. It was two friends from different cities 
signed up for a vacation and they got back and we got an email from one of them saying, by the way, I'm a reporter for Cosmo. Mm. Uh, do you mind if I publish this article about my experience? And Lucky you, because yeah. I'm sure it was amazing. <laughs> it was, it was a great piece. We've had that happen with um, the Wall Street Journal, with um, the, actually the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Yeah. My peeps here did it. That's fantastic. I love that. Well, and, and it's great because it is it is a concept that really, I mean, you're the one that owns the concept here in the United States. And it is such a surprise and delight. And I think it's a really wonderful immersion story for a reporter, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited to hear that, that you've had a few of those because I'm sure all of them were positive. And they, I'm sure just bolstered the awareness even more. Um, so as you sit here today, you've rebounded. The business has, you know, even grown beyond 2019 numbers, and it will continue to grow now that we all have this pent-up demand to travel, travel, travel. Where do you see pack up and going go going in the next three to five? The question of the year. Um, <laughs> I I definitely had lessons that I learned from uh, 2020, and it made me realize the importance of not putting all of your eggs in one basket. So my goal now as an entrepreneur running a, a much bigger team than we were before, I feel an, an immense obligation to my team. And I want to make sure that if there is another major bump in the road that we confidently can withstand it. So right now we are trying to find strategic partnerships and build out new products and create new offerings to make sure that no matter what happens, our bases are covered, um, both internally and that we can deliver the best possible experience for our travelers. So um, so we are, we are in the process of ideating there uh, and finding ways to support that with technology. And um, yeah, well, it's going to be an exciting 2022. Now that, you know, we have sort of stabilized and we have our, our team in place, I'm excited to see what we're able to accomplish. So you mentioned, um, you know, what all you've learned. Um, you also coach, you do business coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, was that kind of an offshoot of everything you learned through your experience building Pack Up and Go? It was something that came out of the pandemic for me. Mm -hmm. um, so in the darkest days of the pandemic, which for us were uh, the winter of 2020, 20, sorry, in the winter of 2020, um, that was the, the point in time where I was most uncertain about our fate. Um, I was having a lot of really hard thoughts around if, because I started the company when I was 23, a lot of people in my social circle and, and greater network associate me personally with pack up and go. And I think that's something that's very common for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you know, of all of my cousins, Oh, you're the one with the travel company or, you know, in my group of friends, Oh, this is the person who plans those trips that I was telling you about. A lot of people associate me with this company and so much of my life has been wrapped up in it. So in the winter, when I was really unsure of whether it would pull through, I thought, without pack up and go, who am I? Like what's left? Mm -hmm. What would I do next? What, what are my skills? Like, what do I enjoy doing outside of this company? Cause it's been my entire professional life. And what would people see me as useful for? Um, which was a, a really weird thing for me to think about. 
And at the same time, I had a couple of friends who were starting businesses who just casually reached out to me for advice. And they were in event planning and opening a gym, completely different (laughs) industries. Um, And I realized I loved talking to them about it. And I realized, oh my gosh, some of these lessons I've learned and skills I've, I've honed are not specific to pack up and go. These are general business skills that I didn't really know I had. Um, and it brought me a lot of energy to, to share those. So I, I realized, okay, maybe this is something I'd want to do. And, um, and I reached out to a, a women business center um, here in Pittsburgh. So there are about 150 women business centers around the country. They are partially funded by the SBA and they offer services uh, to women who want to start a business. And, uh, and there's one here in Pittsburgh through Chatham University that offers one-on-one business coaching. And I had used the service when I was getting started. And I reached out to them and said, I would love to give back. Uh, you know, this service was so helpful for me. I want to help other women start their businesses. Um, and so I've been working with them and it has been a wonderful experience. It's been so reaffirming for me. It's been great to to feel like I'm back in those early days of starting the business and thinking through ideas and clarifying products and building a business plan. Um, I find it really, really rewarding. Oh, and you're just sharing a fount of information. You know, <laughs> uh, when once you've launched a business and you've made the mistakes, right, and you've had the successes, there is just so much information to share. And people can learn from those mistakes, right? And, and, and I just love that you've taken all that great knowledge and you've applied it uh, toward people who could really benefit. I think that's just amazing. Congratulations on that. Uh, more things to feed your soul, right? So, um, so here's the big thing. I want everybody to take note. If people want to book a trip or they want to contact you, where is the best place? If you want to book a trip, I would point you to it towards our website, packupgo.com. The sign-up process is super easy. It's fun. It's all done online. Uh, You can find us on social media. Uh, You can give us a call, but packupgo.com has the most information there for you. Fabulous. So I'm just telling you right now, I am going to be booking a trip. I have to decide like kind of when, but you can do this way in advance, right? So you can go on, you can book it for later. You know, it doesn't have to be like an immediate turn or anything like that, right? Exactly. You can plan your trips for summer of 2022 if you want or beyond. Um, It also makes a great gift. So we do have gift cards for the holidays. You can gift a trip to, uh, to a loved one. Um, so it's a lot of fun to receive the gift of surprise. I love that. And so this podcast will be on in December. So I know in December, there's not only the holidays, as you mentioned, where you can give a gift card and the gift of travel, but I know people are planning their trips for 2022 and especially spring breaks when things are warm. So um, I know you're going to be super busy, not that you're not already, but you're going to be even busier. And um, I just congratulations to you on the success of your business and, and really getting through COVID and surviving that and coming out stronger. That's just a huge victory. So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. So thanks so much for being on the show today, Lillian. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. And thank you all for joining me today. Until next time, continue pursuing your dreams.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.